This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Last week for our power rankings, we looked at the AFC wildcard picture. For this installment, we will now look at the NFC wildcard picture. It will also include who we think will be the four seed, <clears throat> NFC South. So let's look at who's going to get the four seed, who will get the three wildcard spots, and who will be the first team out. So Aaron, how about you kick it off for us? All right. So I think I might have a little shake up here. The Uh NFC South. Somebody has to win it, right? And since this is a betting program, I decided to go where there's a little value. So Saints, they are minus 130 this morning where the Bucks are plus 410. And the Saints are just slightly better than the Bucks in DVOA. I mean, they're really just stacked up right against each other. So I thought... You know what? Why not just go with the Bucks to win the division? The Bucks remaining schedule doesn't scare me off a ton. I do think there's some winnable games in there. Now, the Saints, they've got Derek Carr dealing with a concussion, a shoulder injury, and then Baker Mayfield has been dealing with a knee, lingering knee issue for about a month or so now. And then the Falcons just have issues at quarterback all the way together. So I thought, you know what? Let's just go with the Bucks to win the division at number four. Number five, we them boys. The Cowboys are good. <laughs> I have to admit it. So they've, they're going to be in the playoffs. I can't deny it. I got to, you know, be honest here. So there are just some bad teams in the NFC, though. So I'm going to throw some shade. I mean, they, they'll they be in by default because they are playing well right now. Things oh, seem default. to be clicking. So I'll, I'll give them <laughs> the fifth spot there. All right. Number six, we got the Lions. Just kidding. No, we got the we got the Vikings. Lions win the division, but I think what's happening with the Vikings is a great story, but I don't know if they're going to be that good to knock off the Lions and win the division. So I'll put the Vikings at six. Number seven, we have Matthew Stafford. He is back. Sean McVay has this team playing very well. This is partly because I did a Rams to make the playoffs bet, so I can't be out on them just yet. 20th in total DVOA, it's going to be tough, but there are some winnable games. Uh, Cardinals, that that what will be difficult. Commanders, Giants, maybe the Saints. So uh, I put the Rams in at seven, and then injuries, it's just over. Tough schedule, but by Seahawks, you are not 
making the playoffs. So Bucks, wow. Cowboys, Vikings, Rams, and Seahawks. I'm trying to think of what reality show you're citing when you're saying Seahawks, you are not making the playoffs. It might be a Mari Povich thing. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you are not. Or or the weakest link, the either father. way. Yes. There we go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Seahawks, you are not, <laughs> the, not fathers the father of the yeah. NSC wildcard. There is that. <laughs> All right. Uh, some agreement here uh, at the top of the list here. I will start with uh, my NFC South winner, who will get the four seed, and that would be uh, – there is the disagreement here, though. It's the Saints. Definitely taking the Saints mm. here. They suck less than everyone else. That's why they're going to get in. At least the defense is reliable enough. You look at all the possible units in the NFC South, I think the Saints defense might be the most reliable of, say, the eight possibilities. Uh, Jameis Winston could get a good connection going with Chris Olave, and I think that's why they'll probably beat the Falcons uh, this weekend. Uh, the Marshawn Lattimore injury does concern me, but I think there's enough depth in that secondary to at least uh, be patchwork enough. Uh, for the Saints to win enough games uh, against some not-so-good quarterbacks to where they can take this division and perhaps look unimpressive uh, in doing so. As far as our agreement, uh, Aaron, I will start with the Cowboys uh, getting the first wild-card spot. The Eagles' win last night leads me to believe that there's just not enough time for the Cowboys to overcome that two-game deficit in the division, so they're probably getting a wild-card spot. But look, they are going to be insanely dangerous in the playoffs, way more dangerous than they've been over the last couple of years. You cannot play man coverage against Dak Prescott. He will burn you with CeeDee Lamb and Jake Ferguson, et cetera. And I'm also officially more comfortable with wide receiver three, wide receiver four. I do think the targets are a good bit better this year than last. And oh, by the way, the Cowboys have a top five defense led by Micah Parsons and company. Even with some of the injuries that they had to sustain early in the year, they have more than made up for that with Deron Bland and company. So the Cowboys are going to be dangerous, definitely getting a wild card spot. Number six, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, it was a bad defensive performance Sunday night against the Broncos, but it was also the first time in six games the Vikes passed defense allowed a passer rating of greater than 82 and a completion percentage over expected of greater than plus 2%. Despite all of the blitzing employed, this pass defense, I really think, is getting better and better and better. It's going to keep Minnesota in ball games. And then look at the improved rushing attack. It's not what it was to start the year. So I think all of these added elements, like don't look at Josh Dobbs, look at everything else. You will be impressed with what the Vikings are doing, and I do think they're going to make the playoffs. Number seven, the Green Bay Packers will make the playoffs. The offensive line has been Jordan Love's collective BFF with a pass block win rate ranked second in the league. They could do a much better job run blocking for Aaron Jones and company, yes, but give Love some credit. He is a young quarterback who is continuing to grow into form. That's going to matter a great deal down the stretch. And look, with Christian Watson and other stellar weapons, Jordan Love has many opportunities to succeed. He also has a top 10 play designer who should have never been on the hot seat to begin with. And so coaching will help a lot. And I think that will be the biggest difference maker as to why the Packers will make the playoffs. As far as the first out, I have a tie. I have Seattle. Oh, get Bay. out of here. No, no, no. I have a Make tie. a decision. It can happen. Make a decision. It can happen. Come on. I, Ridiculous. Well, what if it ends in a There's tie? A tie breaker. That can happen. There's a tiebreaker, though. There's, There's a tiebreaker. Do team? I have to go Did through and read up? a bunch of legalese to figure yes. out what the tiebreaker is? You're going to make yes. read legalese. Like, Take blow stand. off the law books 
with well, all the dust on what are they? we'll figure it out we'll figure it out what know. are the two teams yeah no what i'm yeah, what are okay. the two teams i'm asking what seattle seahawks and bucks yeah seattle and tampa bay okay. tiebreaker they're not playing right? uh whatever it, it is now the reason why the Bucks are the first out is because they play the Packers uh, later in the year. And Green Bay is a three and a half, four point favorite uh, in the look ahead line. I will trust that line to be sharp. And if that's the case, then the Packers will get in that way. As far as the Seahawks go, a really small story here. I was at the gym yesterday and one of the trainers uh, had his laptop uh, next to a bunch of weights and he's like, hey, be careful with the laptop. Well, I know to be careful with a laptop. It's like, well, what would happen if a weight hit it? And he's like, this whole thing goes down. Like, we can't have the gym anymore if this laptop breaks. And I thought to myself, you know what? Oh, my God. Infrastructures <laughs> and systems are very fragile. They're very fragile. If Geno wow. Smith is not 100% at all, this whole thing for the Seahawks will shut down. And I really right. believe that. If Drew Locke is playing significant time, there's no way they're making the playoffs. They are going to struggle down the stretch when we already were concerned about them to begin with. So Saints, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, and then Seahawks, Bucks tie. Joe? It'll be the Seahawks because, yeah, they have a much better conference record. I think that's how the tiebreakers would go because okay. they're not going to play each other. But Bucks are still below 500 in the NFC. I don't yeah, think right. they would uh, <laughs> sur surpass uh, Seattle. Wow. So Burrow's the laptop for sure. Watson, people yes. thought he was a laptop. He's not the laptop. He's not. No, he's not that's, a laptop. Yeah. Not at all. That's insane <laughs> to me. The whole thing shuts down. So it wasn't some ra random guy filming himself. Those weirdos at the gym. Let, let me oh, let me film so film you and everybody in the background. So I I'm, I'm sure it's way worse in California. I can't I can't imagine. Oh, oh, you are not kidding. It's everywhere. It it's ever. yeah yeah it's paul's doing it just. and jake's getting mad at that like during the kettlebell session like. you ever catch me filming myself in the gym put me down take me out back because it's over i hate yeah. those people you know it's oh, even okay. worse seriously though yeah go ahead yes. Jeff. no the, the people that then they decide i'm gonna call out this guy on camera because I think he stared at me when I walked by. They're staring at you because you're filming them, and you didn't even ask them right. if you could film. Whatever. Yeah. Hey, Joe, you look. Jake takes some pre-workout. That's got to yeah, be filmed, some looking. right? They're in front of me. I see everybody. Yoga pants. <laughs> I see everybody. <laughs> I see everybody is an insane line. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> it's like, it's not even a head on a swivel. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I know where the good spots to work out are. There's this guy working out yesterday. He was like Jail. I thought he was gonna die. I thought the good dude was gonna just drop dead right there. And he was trying to keep up. Like it I'm like, dude, take with a break, what? Please. With you? You going that hard, bro? The whole class. Well, the, it's a class. So keeping up Is with everything. Yes. Is that what we're it's doing? like eighty okay. in his eighties oh, yeah. doing it. I'm like, dude. That's risky. And then he 
He he sat down on the rower. He missed the seat. Like it was a whole thing. Oh, like, oh no! Oh, a broken hip. That's oh, sad. Oh, I'm like, oh, I, do I, I keep going or do I help? At eighty, yeah, doing right? Orange Theory, he gets an A. You're on your he's own. <laughs> he's way past sixties. Wait, he's got. He's got to be whoa. We got a twenty-year gap here. Yeah, we're we're like moving 85. the field goalposts now. Like if you're looking eighty-five, no, I'm like if you look no, 85, I, I I think he is. 60? Yeah, like he he was hunched. Right. He should be like, in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Get that youth back. Walk, kidding. I will say, man. The, some of those in. old dudes, though, they go hard. Like, there was a guy who used to work out at my old gym. He didn't know what he and was doing. No, he, no, he did. <laughs> he was probably in his 80s, but he was, like, putting up right. weight. Like, it was crazy. I was like, if I'm this guy, if I make it that far and I'm this guy, I've done something <laughs> right. And the thing was, too, jeans. Right. Always jeans and a cutoff. It was awesome. No. Oh, the guys in the treadmill no. with, the, with the jeans that are too short. Yeah. <laughs> Or the jeans. Oh no, these these were full like they were full like baggy jeans cut off. This dude was in his lace and he was just putting up weight. I loved this guy. And like beat up basketball that. shoes, like no support. Yes. Dudes yes, who wear jeans to the gym go hard. I love that look. I mean, I would not mess with that. Oh, that's jail for I'm... me. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> jeans no running jail. Mike McDaniel. I don't Mike respect it, man. I can't. Dan no. Campbell, hundred percent jeans to definite. Dan, Dan, Dan no. Campbell is jorts guy. He's no. jorts guy no. for sure. He's Cut short. above the knee. No, no, they're high, high risers for sure. He's got really high shorts. He's like, check out these quads. Yes, Dan Campbell. Let me go. <laughs> no, no question. Speaking of quads, what are your four playoff picks, Joe? Your power rankings. Oh, Let's go. I'm with Aaron Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. They're the third favorite in the division. Wow. You can find them plus four fifty right now. I, I'm good with that. Like I was looking at Atlanta, I was like, okay, this division's up for grabs. It's got to be value somewhere, right? The the matchups for Atlanta are tough. I don't like them moving forward. We're talking about good run defenses. Same. They still have to play New Orleans, Chicago, the Jets, the Bucks. Uh, it's a tough path for them. And you know, Tampa Bay still has the best receivers. They still have aspects of this team that is very good. They still haven't played Carolina. Every game on the schedule is winnable for Tampa Bay. I know they've been through a rough patch here, but, um, you know, it's the schedule's easy for all those teams because the division is such trash. But, hey, I'll take the value. I'll say the Bucks finish fourth. Cowboys uh, are the five seed, with the, especially with the Eagles winning last night. I mean, we don't really need to get into that. You know, I've got, since it's such a soft schedule, since there's so many winnable games there, I'm going to say, yeah, the Saints will get in, not via the division winner, but – as a wild card, I put them at number six. There's too many easy games down the stretch for them. Giants, Rams, Falcons twice, too many easy games. I, I slid the Seahawks down to seven. They do have the toughest remaining schedule in the NFC. Now, maybe some good news. It sounds like Geno's going to be good to go on Thursday. I don't know that it's going to matter. And uh, I wanted to say tie. I did not say tie. I went with uh, the first out. Green Bay Packers. It might be the Packers and the Vikings, but you guys are right about the Vikings trending up defensively. Offensively, I'm not sure that that's going to happen even with Jefferson, J just with Dobbs down the final stretch. And yeah, Ed, I agree with you about 
love in the Packers. Like this offense is getting better. It's young receivers learning on the job. He's clearly much better than what we saw, say, the first six weeks of the year. I know it's going to be really tough next, Detroit and KC, but then the schedule lightens up. For Minnesota, they've got to face the Lions twice in the last three weeks, and that's when I think they end up dropping back. So Bucks, Cowboys, Saints, Seahawks are four through seven. Packers out, also the Vikings. We are all entertaining the Green Bay Packers to make the playoffs. I'm seeing a plus 290 for a yes to make the playoffs. Mm. Are we all buying this? Three to one. Three to one. I I would wait. I would wait. Because of how it unfolds. They're not beat. Maybe they steal a game, but Lions Chiefs next. Mm-hmm. I, I we're gonna get a better number in a couple weeks. I'd rather bet yeah, the Bucks to like win the point. division at four to one or better. I think that's strong. Okay. Yeah. This, this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, who will wear the jorts in NFL Survivor? We've got options for Thanksgiving games and Sunday. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM.